The book of Philippians, I'm sorry, the book of Philemon. Those are different books, aren't they? The book of Philemon, I'm just going to stand here on the floor level uh, and uh, share a few thoughts uh, from the Word of God. And uh, I, I like the book of Philemon. I know it's just a little book, and, and uh, sometimes it can be read rather quickly. But um, uh, I wanted to take some time and just go through that uh, in a couple of messages. I've, I spoke uh, one message that was on the first three verses. Uh, probably a month or five weeks ago. And uh, today we're going to look at verses 4 through 7 in the book of Philemon. Verse number 4 says, I thank my God, making mention of thee always in my prayers, hearing of thy love and faith, which thou hast toward the Lord Jesus and toward all saints, that the communication of thy faith may become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. For we have great joy and consolation in thy love, because the bowels of the saints are refreshed by thee, brother. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your precious word. We pray that you would bless as we join together for a few moments and look into your word and strive to learn from the Bible once again. And Lord, what a responsibility it is for us to, to be in your word, not only on this day uh, when the pastor shares and teachers share and others, but uh, to also make the word of God a part of our lives on a regular basis. And uh, Lord, forgive us when we get in such a hurry that we don't think to uh, get a word from you. Uh, we pray, Father, you'd help each and every one of us to be more devoted to your word on a day-by-day -day basis. And, uh, Lord, we pray you'd bless in this time together in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Well, first thought, again, I want to go back to verse number four where he says, I thank my God. I thank my God. Have you ever met a Christian? Uh, and... Uh, and then later, as you're thinking back on the testimony of that individual, uh, you just say, well, thank God I've met that person, or thank God I know that Christian. Uh, I've had some Christians in my life that have really had an impact on me, and I felt like that, that uh, Christ was just showing through their life. And uh, it was a blessing, and it was, it was encouraging and it was challenging. Mm -hmm. You know, it can be challenging to be around someone who's a devoted Christian. And it makes you kind of think, well, where am I on that? Am I, am I as devoted as I need to be? And uh, maybe I need to make some decisions in my life that I would be a Christian that would, that would inspire others and encourage others mm -hmm. and challenge others to be a better believer. And uh, Philemon was that way. Paul said, I thank my God. Why? Well, because Philemon had love and faith. It says that he has, it says, hearing of thy love and faith, which thou hast toward the Lord Jesus and toward all saints. Now, this is an interesting phrase because the first word, love, you can see how that word could be directed at the Lord Jesus, but it could also be directed at the saints. But the word faith our faith is not in man. Our faith is in who? The Lord Jesus. So it's interesting that the word love comes first, um, but uh, the word saints comes last. Mm -hmm. 
And so what is this? Well, there, there's a t there are places in the scripture when you have an interesting type of sentence like this, and uh, they call it a... Um, now, this is, this is a 50-cent word, okay? Chiastic, a chiastic structure. comes from, the, from the, uh, the name of the letter chi, which is an X. Um, if you, um, if, if sometimes you'll see folks that use um, Greek letters or other kinds of letters like that, that where an X represents the, the CH sound like Christos for Christ. And the X has that idea. Well, the, the shape of the X is it, it shows you that really that first word is connected across to the saints. He, his love for the saints. And then the word faith, his faith is toward the Lord Jesus Christ. And sometimes in Scripture and in other writings, you'll see where they will turn those things across like that. It makes you stop and think. But we know where our faith is, right? Our faith is in the Lord Jesus Christ. My faith cannot be in a man or in men or in women. It's got to be in the Lord Jesus Christ. I, I tell you um, with some sadness in my heart that there have been times <clears throat> when I have really admired a Christian leader and uh, thought that that person was the epitome of a Christian. And you can sometimes be tempted to put your faith in a human being and then to find out later in life that that Christian leader actually had some deplorable sin in their life and it ruined their reputation and it ruined the ministry that maybe they had spent their life building. And what a sad thing that is. But it reminds us we cannot have our faith in men. And I use that word men obviously to represent any human being. We can't put our faith in the humans uh, that even though they're, they're, they're striving to live for the Lord Jesus Christ, we've got to remember it's the Lord Jesus Christ that we have our faith in. What did the Apostle Paul say when he was speaking to believers and he said, follow me as what? As I follow Christ. Follow me as I follow Christ. Well, when I'm following a leader, a Christian leader, I want to make sure, so to speak, I want to make sure that as I'm following that Christian leader, I can always look over their shoulder and see the Lord Jesus Christ and that they are following Christ. And then as we follow those that God has given us as Christian leaders, and if they veer off from following Christ, we don't follow them into sin. No, because our faith is in the Lord Jesus. And Philemon, he had love for the believers and he had great faith in the Lord Jesus. Philemon believed and trusted in Jesus Christ, and it affected his life. It had an impact on his life. Look at verse number 6, first part of that. That the communication of thy faith may become effectual. Now, that's, this, this is one of those verses that has a real mouthful of words in it. And the idea is this. That word communication is the same word that we use for fellowship, fellowship, or sharing. So, that the sharing in fellowship of thy faith may become productive. The word effectual there is the idea that we would say of productive. Now, don't let that make you stumble that, that we try to explain words. Sometimes... Sometimes folks get concerned because there are words in the King James Bible and someone might explain that word to them. But let's remember that 
400 years in languages is a long time. And in the English language, over 400 plus years, there have been some changes to the English language. And so there's no reason why a pastor or a preacher or a teacher can't explain what a word means and, and to be able to understand it better and to put it into uh, uh, words that we are still using. The word fellowship, we know what that means. The word share and, and fellowship and share, those words are combined together like that. They're, they're similar words. And he's saying that as you're sharing in fellowship your faith, that it will have a productive result. Acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in Jesus Christ. When I study that passage, here's, here's what I understood it to be saying. That as we're working and serving together and sharing uh, the Lord Jesus Christ that we will recognize in one another that the good that we are doing, the, the positive things that we're accomplishing, they're not of us, but they redound to the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, we heard this in Sunday school, didn't we, Brother Brett? Uh, someone said, you know, when we do something, we want to be sure that the Lord gets the glory. And it's not us. Now, I want to say... It's right, and it's a good thing. And God is pleased when we submit ourselves to the Lord Jesus Christ to allow Him to do through us what He wants us to accomplish. That's a good thing. But in the end, all of us recognize that all our righteousness is as filthy rags. And it is only by the grace of God that we're able to accomplish something that has lasting value. And so as we serve and as we love, we want the Lord to be glorified and to be acknowledged. What is it that verse says in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6? Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not upon thine own understanding. In all thy ways, what's that? Well, my family ways, my work ways, my recreational ways, my private ways, my public ways. We could go on and on. In all my pathways of life, acknowledge Him. Acknowledge Him as what? As the Lord. Acknowledge Him as the, the boss, as the master. If I acknowledge Him in all my ways, He will give me the direction that I need to know how to move forward, how to live my life. A second thought there in verse number five, when we talk about faith and how Philemon had faith in the first part of that verse, but then we see he also has love, and it's love toward fellow believers. Turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. What is, what is that chapter, 1 Corinthians 13? What do we often call that chapter? The love chapter. And it is a, it is a, it is a wonderful chapter to read, and, and we won't take the time to read the whole chapter, but you know we could because we're talking about the love that Philemon has for his brothers and sisters in Christ. And when we read this chapter, it reminds us just how important it is to love and, um, and God 
if, if God has an impact on our life, then God's going to work up love within us for one another. But look at verse number 13 of 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Now abideth faith, hope, and charity, which is the word for agape love. Now abideth faith, hope, and love, these three. But the greatest of these is what? Love. Love. Now, charity, when I think of the word charity today, what am I thinking of? Well, I might be thinking of the goodwill. I might be thinking of the restore. I might be thinking of um, um, the pro-life organization in Fredericksburg. And if I donate to them, I'm giving to various charities. And we know there are many, 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 many charities uh, that, are, that are worthwhile. And, of course, there are many charities that we're not so sure if they're worthwhile. But when we use the word charity today, we don't often think in its purest sense of the word love. And so that's why I use that word love. Now, we are to love one another. He that loveth not knoweth not God. For God is love. God is love. And so the greatest of these, even though we know that faith is essential... But what does James teach us if we just take the general thought? When you read the book of James, you find out what? In addition to your faith, you what? You need to have works. And those works need to be rooted in love for one another. And we're serving the Lord as we serve one another. Philemon loved and served other Christians. And look at verse number 7. He says, for we have great joy and consolation in thy love because the bowels of the saints are refreshed by thee, brother. Now you realize, of course, that the word bowels there is a word that they used and they understood it the same way that if if we were to say the heart, the heart of your fellow believers are blessed and enriched. We're talking about the heart. I knew, a, I knew a, a preacher who spent some time in, in um, uh, missionary-type work in Africa, a particular part of Africa, and I do not recall where. But he said that there was, a, there was a group of people, and he said he taught some principles from the Word of God, and he said one of those fellows came up to him and said, Pastor, I have taken the words that you have spoken, and I have eaten them. And they have become a part of my liver. Now that sounds a little wild. But you know what he's saying? He's saying, I've taken those words seriously. And I have brought them into my innermost being. And they are a part of my heart. And I'm going to believe these things. And I'm going to cherish these things that you have shared with us from the word of God. First of all. When we talk about love, love promotes joy. Love promotes joy. Your love can promote joy in someone else's life. Isn't that a blessing when that happens? Isn't that a blessing when you find that you have inspired some joy in another person's life? It is a blessing. And, you know, we need joy. Now, I know we can sing the, you know, the song, I've got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Where? But, you know, there are times when, 
we, 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 we struggle just like anybody else. We struggle. Sometimes we have hard times. And someone comes and ministers to us in love. And it revives us. It gives us some joy. It focuses our attention away from our problem on the joy, the eternal joy, the everlasting joy we have in the Lord Jesus Christ. And, you know, sometimes we're not very happy. And I've heard someone say it this way, happy often depends on your happenings. What's happening today? Well, I'm not very happy with my happenings. But joy really should rest upon the Lord Jesus. If I need, if I need to restore my joy, yes, I can receive that. I can have that, those flames uh, 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 fired up a little bit within me by, by being with brothers and sisters in Christ who love me and who love the Lord. But you know, sometimes... Like David said, I encouraged myself in the Lord. When he was discouraged, David didn't have anybody coming up hugging him or whatever. He just said, I encouraged myself in the Lord. And we can have joy in the Lord. It may not be that we've got anyone else to sort of pat us on the back or hug us. And we may need that. We may wish for it, but we don't have to wait for that. We can have the joy of the Lord. That's one reason why knowing some scripture in your heart where you don't necessarily have to have your Bible in front of you and you've got some scriptures that encourage you and that bless you and that remind you of God's love. That remind you that His love and His salvation is eternal. And that we have an inheritance incorruptible waiting for us in heaven. And these, these types of passages of Scripture, songs, Christian songs that teach biblical truth, those kinds of things, it is well with my soul. Isn't that what y'all sang? Did y'all sing it as well? Yes, it is well with my soul. And you did the same thing that I do when I lead that song. You're leading that song, and all of a sudden you come to that place where you say, My sin! Oh, the bliss of the glorious thought! My sin, not in part, but the whole, is nailed to His cross. And I bear it no more. My sin's not on me anymore. My sin's on the Lord Jesus Christ, on the cross of Calvary. It's all been taken care of. And He has now died and been buried and risen again, victorious over that. Oh, I tell you, and, that, and the same thing happens, happens to me. If I lead that song sometimes, I get that little something caught in my throat. <clears throat> a little bit of a tear starts to come from my eye because my sin has been dealt with. Now that gives me joy. I can sing that song and it gives me joy. And other great and wonderful songs that we know. And sometimes, you, you, you know, we... Um, we can have a discouraging thought going through our minds and what we have to do is change that channel and put it on a Jesus channel and sing the songs of Christ and He can give us restored joy. Well, Philemon was a person who loved believers and served other believers and that gave the Apostle Paul joy. And then also it says, 
that because of his faith and service and love, there was great consolation. Consolation is, is a word that, um, I, you know, when I, hear, when I say the word consolation, you know what comes to mind? And Bob did a wonderful job in this show, but he didn't win. He gets a consolation prize. You remember that from all those game shows? You know, he gets a consolation prize. So the word consolation doesn't, doesn't ring with me as much as the word comfort, which is what that word actually means as well. Consolation, comfort. There is comfort in love. You know, it's comforting to know that if I raise my hand in Sunday school or if I raise my hand or mention something to the pastor about a prayer request, mm -hmm. it gives me comfort to know that he's going to pray and that my brothers and sisters in Christ are going to pray. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we, 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 we spend a pretty good bit of time uh, uh, often sharing our prayer requests. And yet, you know, it gives comfort and encouragement. Encouragement's another word that can be interpreted from this word mm -hmm. that means consolation, comfort, encouragement, and even exhortation mm -hmm. is another word. And you know, it is a comfort to know that you're praying for me. And it's a comfort to know because, you know, there's a, there's a possibility that Philemon was a pastor or the pastor mm -hmm. of the congregation that met uh, in Colossae. And, uh, and to say, I know that there's someone who loves me and someone who will be there for me when I need them, when I have sorrow, when I have heartache. That loving service, that loving devotion to one another can give us great comfort. And then the last one. He says, because the bowels or heart of the saints are refreshed by the brother. Would you please turn just one more passage, Matthew eleven twenty eight, Matthew 11. And I'll read it for you. But Matthew 11 and then verse number 28. Now just listen to these words from the Lord Jesus Christ. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. That word rest there is akin to this word refresh. Refresh. You know, to be re-enlivened with encouragement and with zest. Sometimes we need that. It's like a little personal revival. To be refreshed by the love of someone and you're sort of on a downward trend maybe, or maybe you're not feeling so strong, and then you speak to someone, or someone prays with you, someone encourages you, and you find that you've got a little reviving that's going on in your life, and it encourages you. And I want to encourage us. 
to be loving servants of one another, to be, to be desirous of encouraging one another because we want to inspire joy in our brothers and sisters in Christ. And we want to be a comfort and encouragement to them. And then we also want to refresh and reinvigorate one another in the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's what Paul said he, he felt and that he knew about Philemon in regards to this man who had deep faith in Jesus and then put that faith to work in loving service. May we do the same. Let's pray. Our Father, we thank you for the opportunity to look into your precious word. And Lord, you have spoken to me, and I pray you would help me to be more like this man Philemon in faith in you and in love of my brothers and sisters in Christ. And may we together, Father, in camaraderie all around you, move forward as a testimony of the love and the goodness and the glory of our Savior. For it's in his name we pray. Amen. Amen, folks. God bless you. Have a wonderful afternoon.